Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hey, Grant. Hello, T. How are you today? You're back. I know. It's, uh, it's been a while. Mary um, and I did a lot of drug talking for the past two weeks. <laughs> drug talk we, with we, Mary. We felt like uh, you, you should have been there. Yeah, that's good. Today is a special day. We are recording... Well, before you go over there, I wanted to ask, did you laugh at us when you were listening to us on the <laughs> conversation? Yeah, I did. It was funny. Like, these girls don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> right? Well, I I enjoyed it. I think it's fun to uh, to hear you guys talk about it. I'm no expert either, so. So, last week, Mary brought up Amapola, and after the recording, I looked up, and I was right. <laughs> Amapola is poppy. You were uh, afraid to correct someone who speaks Spanish, huh? Yeah, I wasn't going to challenge <laughs> her. I mean, she she knows her language, so I was going to be like, okay, you're you're probably right. But then, yeah, it turned out I was right. Poppy's Amapola has nothing to do with cocaine or right. cocaine leaf. Cocaine. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is, uh, neither one of you know your drugs, apparently. So that's... <laughs> That's the thing. So that's what we were talking about. Like we're we're not doing that business anyway. Yeah, that's so that's so funny. But see, now that's recorded forever, so everyone who listens to that will know that you were correct. Also, my computer and my phone is a lot of drug related search words. So I like <laughs> I feel like the you know, Uncle Sam was watching me maybe. You're gonna get busted. They're like, why? Okay, we have a peak of all these drug-related <laughs> search words over this area of the country. We need to keep an eye on her. You know, more than likely what will happen is you'll start getting ads for uh, to buy drugs. Like on the dark web or oh. something like that. <laughs> so all the Google algorithms You know what, I've stuff. been watching this like, Korean show on a like a you know third-party website. Uh-huh. And all the ads that were coming up was like jellies and yep cbd like, oil or something yeah like that. i was like why is, <laughs> oh it. that makes because you've been searching about drugs yeah wow <laughs> so nowadays it's not the cops that are listening it's it's the people it's the that are trying g. to sell you stuff <laughs> it's the big g and what apple the big a, and the, yeah, the big two a big a's and big amazon and, and apple yeah i was gonna say i remember i uh when I got my first Pandora account, they ask you how old you are. Oh, what? and uh, it's one of the questions that you ask. It's like, oh, how old are you? And I guess they're trying. I wasn't sure why, but then I started getting ads for, you know, oh. basically I told them at that time I didn't want to like give away a bunch of right. information. But so you told them you were old enough. I told them I was like seven, seventy-five. <laughs> so the ads I was getting were AARP was all about yeah, it was all about what old people would get. Wow. 
lots of like Propecia ads and, you know, bone loss. It was a lot of learning a lot about bone loss. Wow. That was one of the first times I realized, yeah, wait, this is, this is not right. So today, special day. Yeah. No more drugs. I think I, I know (laughs) enough now. It's almost like I know too much. I don't want to try anymore. Like I don't need to try it. That's good. You almost sound like an addict recovering. You know, <laughs> no more drugs. <laughs> it's funny because um, I think it was the day that I recorded with Mary and I came home and the news came on. It said um, they busted uh, some ship or car. I can't remember. But they busted something and it was a bunch of fentanyl from oh. Sinaloa cartel. <laughs> and I remember the Sinaloa from Mary because right. she talked about Sinaloa from the Narcos one. So yeah. I was like, oh, now I know what that means. <laughs> Knowledge is power, you know? Yeah, big fentanyl bust. That's funny. Well, congratulations. You've stuck with it all this time, all these weeks, to post a wonderful podcast every Monday. So we all appreciate you. I need, like, bells and whistles and firecrackers and stuff to go off right now. So you can insert a bunch of sounds. Congratulations! Yay! We're celebrating! But oh. yeah, I've been doing it every week for the past six months, a little over six months. And today is my 30th episode. Yay! 30 episodes! So yeah, to be clear, you've been doing it the My episodes. first episode was October 1st. Yeah, that was such a long time ago. Oh. That was crash landing? Yes. Wow. I got a feedback from somebody, and the person told me that we sound a lot better now. Like, we meaning, like, you and Mary and me. Oh. Like, better chemistry or, like, better flow. So we've learned or more natural? I I think so, yeah. Some things, I mean, I definitely don't want to listen to my first episode or first maybe (laughs) 10 episodes. Just thinking another 30 or 40 would could be even better. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, me too. So 30 episodes, 30 pints of ice cream. You know, it's exciting times. And the last time we met, we were doing the recaps for one show. So that was different. We I had watched the two episodes at a time, right? And yeah. then we talked about them. Mm-hmm. So today, I don't know what you're going to present for me. The question in the podcast is, what should I watch? So it's perfect timing for me because I just finished um, Misty and I just finished mine. So I've been having a good time and now I need something else. And I I started an American show on the side because I didn't have any uh, Korean. I didn't know what to do next. So, well, actually, this is probably the first time in a while that I actually don't know what to watch. I've yeah, seen you like you did ask me that a couple of days ago. Yeah. What should I watch now? And I was like, Why don't you just watch something American? <laughs> like, take a break from Korean. I did. I, I watched. That's what I told you. Right? I watched two episodes of Barry, and I was like, Okay, you know. You love Barry, though. It's pretty good, yeah. Um, but still, I, I wasn't. I didn't get into the flow and the rhythm the way that, you know, huh. the way that you do right away into a Korean drama. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, speaking of American show, I'll, I'll get back to that. I just started watching something on a whim. Yeah. And it happens to be very closely related to today's show. 
Oh, and I, I feel like maybe it's the universe telling me something. Huh. But anyway, so for today's episode, I thought a lot about what I should do because I felt like it has to be something special for 30th episode. Right. I mean, like I'm making a really big deal about 30, <laughs> but it's been hard, you know, doing yeah. this every week and um, it, it's a hard job. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. You know, before I started doing podcasts, I was thinking like I'm watching all this Korean drama. Let me put this to work. You know, right. make something out of it. But yeah, it's a lot of work. And um, yeah, so I was thinking a lot about what I should do for today, and I had several ideas, and some cost a lot of money, some didn't, some cost, some required a lot of work, and I scratched all those because okay. I'm lazy. No and money, no work, right? Gotcha. So what you've decided to do is invite 30 Korean people into the studio, what? right? And there'll be 30 of us Ooh, to talk everybody about. cheer up. This is time for you to clap. And we'll <laughs> rolling, and rolling. Keep rolling. Every Korean Clapping. person will talk about one of your past episodes, right? And what it, what it meant to them. <laughs> I wish. But yeah, so I had a lot of ideas. I scratched all of those because I'm broke and I'm lazy and some were unrealistic. So I decided to pick a show that's very... Uh, Good for people of the age of 30 to listen to and watch? Actually, that's not incorrect. Is that it? Yeah, that's not... In- wow, how did you know? I don't know. No, I was going to say I, I decided to pick a show that's very... Um, that speaks to me oh. on a very personal level. Good. That's great. And I feel like that's me being honest and trying to be close to the listeners. Right. But what you just said is also not untrue. Where we are when we're in our 30s. So before we're getting into the show, let me give you a little quiz. Okay. Oh, just a reminder, don't forget to say the name of the show at some point. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Let me take this quiz. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, (laughs) quiz. What do the movies... Legally Blonde and Office Space have in common. Mm, legally Blonde and Office Space. Huh. Office Space is a Mike Judge film with Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston? Mm-hmm. Ron Livingston. Wow. With red staples. And then we've got, yeah, we've got the red stapler. A staple, I said staples, staple. And uh, we got the pink and legally blonde, and that's Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. She is very ambitious, and the other guy in Office Space is just trying to do nothing his whole life. So <laughs> I don't really know what they have in common. One's got a male lead character, and the other one's got a female. You're um, getting kind of close. So maybe it's their different paths. I don't know. Their journeys that they take are Imagine similar. you're fusioning They're the both filmed two. in the city of Las Vegas. No, that's what? not right. That's probably not correct. No. Is the show going to be like a cross between these two? Well, let me throw a couple more in there. Maybe Lost in Translation? Okay, Lost in Translation. 
sort of midlife crisis-ish. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of the country, meet someone uh, that, like, sparks an interest or sparks something in you to, I don't know, live longer or <laughs> have some ambition. So that's kind of office spacey, right? He kind of comes to a realization that he doesn't want to do this job. So he's like, you know what? What do I want to do? And then he's like, I don't want to do anything. But at the same time, he lets go of like the responsibility. And he ends up getting more done that way, if that makes sense. So I'm going to jump right into my summary today before I tell you the title of the show or any of the clues. But do remind me to say the name of the show. Oh, I will. <laughs> Kumpil is a 43 years old single dad who lives with his daughter and his aging father. He's supposed to look after both of them as head of household, but it's the opposite. He's a medical supply salesman at a very small company and not so good at it. One day after getting into a fit with his boss over a lunch menu, he quits the job on an impulse. He has realized that once a bright future full of hope and possibilities has become a dull, mediocre life and he wants to find lost self. After many days of soul searching, aka lounging around, he decides to become a webtoon artist. Everyone including his own family is skeptical but soon he gets to justify his reckless decision because the small company he used to work at goes bankrupt because the owner went away with the debt. Since the company still owes Gunpil severance pay, he and the colleagues go to a private inquiry agency to track down the owner. Now, he has no income, no job, and no experience in the new career choice. Gunpil has to start from scratch. He doesn't even have an electronic drawing pad, let alone knowing how to use one. In a stretched out t-shirt and sweatpants, he spends days trying to complete a short webtoon to enter the webtoon contest. The family is not poor, but they aren't well off enough for him to goof around. His own father, a veteran barber with over 40 years of experience in the same old shop, now has to solely support the family of three. As anyone can expect, he doesn't win the webtoon contest. But soon he gets a call from the reputable media company that hosted the contest. One editor who thinks that Gunpil's art has a good potential wants to give him a special recognition award. So it happens. Gunpil officially earns the title artist. But that was the beginning of the long, grueling journey ahead of him. Winning an award doesn't bring any income nor a successful career. He still has to have a marketable webtoon series to publish on a regular basis, but none of his pilots are getting passed. Half feeling guilty and half being pushed by his family, he gets a part-time job at a fast food burger joint and becomes the oldest employee among early 20s part-timers. His best friend since kid, In Chan, is a pretty average Korean Joe in his early 40s. 
He has a good job that gives him solid income to pay a liberty to a freshly divorced wife and an adorable son. Since they both don't have much obligation, they often meet at a small neighborhood bar and drink their night away. Sometimes Duan, a 20-something man, joins them for a drink or two, creating an odd ensemble. Kumpil became friends with Duan from the inquiry agency he went to find his ex-boss. Although the agency is run by local thugs, Duan is very ethical. Kumpil's daughter, who is a model student, also starts talking to Duan. But their friendship is just surface level until one day she makes a very personal inquiry to Duan to track down her runaway mom. So. Yeah, sounds good. I was thinking that, uh, I was picturing this guy, you know, creating all these webtoon ideas and <laughs> trying to get figure out what what's going to work and his boss keeps turning him down saying no that's no good or this isn't going to work or you know you got to come up with a better story or whatever it is and then him getting a job at the burger place as the <laughs> oldest employee i'm like oh there's your webtoon that's uh... what you should draw you should talk about that because the things that go on there is like everyday life and different culture and people would probably be interested in creating like reading that or doing that so describe to me, what is a webtoon? So webtoon is like a cartoon, but Korea's been doing this for a long time. Um, I would say maybe like 20 years or even more than that. Um, it's basically, you know, like uh, it's published online. The biggest website that hosts webtoon is Naver. It's like a Korean version of Google and like Naver, N-A-V is Victor, E-R. And... Now that market is huge, right. so I think I've actually talked about Webtoon in a different episode yeah. a while ago. But yeah, that market's really huge, so a lot of um, kids, they dream of becoming a Webtoon, webtoon artist. artist. And yeah, a lot of Korean dramas are based on famous Webtoons. They make a lot of money, even they're like agencies that just, you know, like a model agency or, you know, the actor agency, like they only manage Webtoon artists. And gotcha. like, yeah. you know, commission their work and stuff like that. And I mean, now, you know, there are a lot of different websites. Um, I think Neighbor Webtoon is also in the U.S. They have their U.S. branch. Oh, okay. And I think, yeah, um, they have some famous Webtoon translated into English so you can read about it. But there are all different levels of Webtoon, just like movies, you know, like there are some famous um they're like a blockbuster level of movies and they're like independent level and, you know, some are more artistic stuff, you know. Right. So there's and, yeah. just something for everybody, right? Yeah. And Webtoon is like really well, big. I think and what the, the difference probably when you say cartoon, I immediately think of like an animated TV show. Right. Or like you think of like a little... Or a cartoon um, in like, like a, the Sunday paper. Or yeah, Sunday like paper that. kind of thing. Like but this is Webtoon is more like a... <laughs> it's a... Um, it's something that's published weekly, kind of like a podcast. Okay. Exactly the way. Um, it's like a few pages of. Art yeah, it's like usually one page you scroll down. There's a certain amount. Um, okay. I would say maybe like uh, five, ten minutes of read. Okay. Um, but some. So webtoon implies like 
almost like a PDF that you're just kind of scrolling through. Yeah, right? but it's like there's a website. And so, the art's really interesting. and it yeah. almost Basically, it's like a comic book. It's a, a comic book that's online version. And right. you go there, and there are all different types of artists and genres of stories gotcha. and styles of, you know, some people prefer certain type of drawings, you know? Right. Yeah, it, I mean, you, you really get into the whole world of Webtoon. And, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, I remember, yeah, Missang... Yeah, talked about that. it's basically that was webtoon, a webtoon based um, workplace drama webtoon. Yeah. So that's what he wants to do. Well, and guess what? Cool. I in my note I wrote down the title right below the summary, so I don't forget to say it. What is the title of the TV show? I love the title of the show. Yeah. But I think it's maybe a little, not quite is right to translate. Different in Korean. The title is. It's just that I haven't done my best yet. Just that I haven't done my best yet. That's great. But I think the, you know, when you look for this show online and stuff, um, the official title is I have not done my best yet. Right. But I think that's a little different. That doesn't quite translate the Korean title. And I think you have to say just just that I haven't done my best yet. Not because of anything else, not because of any other reasons. It's just <laughs> that I haven't done my best yet. Right. Yeah, you, feel, that's you, great. you know what I mean? Like oh, when yeah. you say like I haven't done my best yet, that's a little different than just that I haven't done my best yet. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Well, it's a feeling. Right. It's a feeling of you're like answering someone's exactly. judgment. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, screw you guys. I just haven't done my best yet. Yeah. But if you say, I just haven't done my best yet, that could be like... I don't know, a more convincing, like, confident statement. Right. But, yeah, I like that. That's neat. So that's the title. I haven't done my best yet. I haven't done my best yet. So you you said you were picturing a guy quitting his job, doing the webtoon, and yeah. you have a certain image in your head, right? Yeah. He's 43 years old. And they're, they're like, not vague about the age in the show right oh, in the beginning. Good. Because I think it's important, like... Right. Like, you have this daughter in the senior year. She's a high school senior, and his dad is old enough. He should be retiring right now and not right. working, like, you know, standing up as a barber all day long. Right. So he's 43 years old. And at some point, like, there's a dialogue saying, like, you're 44 years old because it's been a year. In the show, like, it's been a year. Oh, he won nice. the content. He still hasn't done anything. Still hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how you know he's 43 years old. Um, you have an image of his, you know, the character or actor who plays this character, right? right. What comes to your mind? Uh, at first, I was thinking it's a young kid, but then 44, now I'm thinking it's like, I don't know, I'm picturing the dad in Parasite. Oh, you know, you're really close. This the... actor the, in real life, he's a good friend with that actor. Oh, they, in fact, they went to the same college. Like they said uh, they were like so a basketball buddy. they're about the same age probably, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I think there was actually a Wikipedia page that says like, yeah, we're like a basketball oh, that's cool. buddy since college. Yeah, that guy was really good. I like that yeah. guy. Oh, he well, was recently in a movie with IU, I think, too. Oh, really? IU has movie? Yeah. Uh, it was very, it had an American name. No idea. Something with a B. I don't know if it did well, but... I follow Korean dramas. <laughs> we don't watch Korean movies here, man. <laughs> I don't care Korean how much TV recognition shows. it's getting. <laughs> we only talk about webtoons and Korean dramas. 
No, but you know this actor too. Oh, I do. Okay, so yeah. what was he in? Um, he was in My Mister. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy. Yeah, well, I like him. Well, what are you, what are you talking about? That guy. That guy. That guy. I like that guy. Not not the main character. Oh. Okay. The main character is Parasite guy. Yeah, he was in Parasite too. Yeah. So he's friends with the guy. Okay, I see what you're saying. But they were both in My Mister. I was thinking about the dad in Parasite, though. This is the family that lived in the... Basement? No. Well, they lived in the the basement apartment. They lived in the basement apartment and they infiltrated the wealthy family. That's the dad. Oh, you were thinking about him. Yeah. No, I was talking about the rich dad. Yeah. So let me just tell you. He was the monk in My Mister. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I saw... He was in another show that we watched. He was? Yeah, and he had hair. (laughs) 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 And so, it was different. (laughs) It was a different experience. What? We watched something that he was in? He's not in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was in uh, something that I watched, or you watched. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was good. I liked it. So... Him picking this show, I think he did it on purpose. He said, uh, I read his interview, and he said he liked the humanities that portrayed in this story. That's right. why he picked this one, because it was something that's very... Human. Like, yeah. But I also think um, he wanted to change up his character. Like, right. as an actor, I'm sure you want variety, you know? Right. So the one that he did right before this was he's, like, the public enemy. Mm. in Korea because he was in this really famous show called The World of the Married. Okay. And he's he was the bad like, guy? Yeah, he was like the um, this doctor guy or something mm. that cheated on his wife with like some much younger girl but then like he, I think it's not just the cheating it, he goes on some like crazy stuff so he became like the public enemy of the whole Korea. Right, so he's like, I need to change it up a little bit, maybe. And he was like in a suit, and like he's look, he looks sharp and nice, right. and he's like a you know like well off middle aged man, right? You know, and here, like all he wears is like some worn out shirts and mm. like track pants, and you know his hair is always messy, like you know he just looks so, like, ew, like. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like somebody you don't want to get in the elevator together. Well, so now he's he's kind of giving up the career life, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to do this. Well, the thing is, he doesn't really have a career. Right. He's just working with this... It's almost like a... Not even a company, really. It's just like a little hole-in-the-wall kind of warehouse place, and then he just goes around delivering medical supply boxes and... You know, he's not even a really good salesperson. Right. And it, I think it's because he's a good person at heart. Like, you know, he can't push people around and he can't be, like, demanding. Right. He doesn't like doing that. He doesn't that. Like cheat them out of whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have a little bit of that. The boss gets upset at him and your sales is worse, getting worse, and, you know. And they get into a little, like, argument. He's like, you know what? I'm done with this. But... You know, he has a daughter, and the daughter's in senior year. Right. I'm sure it costs a lot of money. Right. Like, all this stuff, um, college stuff, and she needs some money for tutoring and all this stuff, and he has a dad, but he doesn't care. Like, he's 
almost like a too, like in a way he's delusional. Mm. Like he only looks at on the bright side right. of every decision he makes. Right. And uh, doesn't realize necessarily how it's affecting everyone else. Um, there's a this kind of trivia about the show. I love this one. Like I, like I actually just watched kind of again <laughs> writing up this note, and I I think I don't mind watching it again. I love it, and I love the lines, all the dialogues, and everything. Um, it's comedy, but it's also very philosophical. Mm. Sounds heartfelt as well. Yeah, and he a lot of dialogues are like in a it's kind of like a joke but mm. they also say it in a way that ask us the question so i loved it but <laughs> i actually heard this didn't do well at all in korea <laughs> because they're not ready for that yet <laughs> i in fact i read something on like a korean like a uh, mom community yeah and a lot of people said like i couldn't even get past second episode right like it's gonna giving me like heart attack or like <laughs> anxiety anxiety like it's so unrealistic and i can't imagine having a husband or wow. family member like that it's just just even if it's a drama i can't watch that stuff like people just couldn't do it wow so it really didn't do well in the beginning but i think um, by the like last couple episodes I guess a lot of men watched it right so I think it still did okay. like an every a- average okay. yeah. so but still like yeah it didn't do super well well question was it a webtoon before no it wasn't but what's <laughs> funny is that this is actually based on um, some Japanese uh, what do you call it like cartoon hmm. that's interesting it's interesting too to think about uh you know the idea of what it means to be successful as an artist right i actually wrote down the uh, opening of the show yeah because it, when i first watched it i didn't think much about it but after i watched the whole 12 episodes there are only 12 episodes oh of really this show yeah instead what, of 16 is it on netflix <laughs> good is, question is it on vicky no, so good question. So this one, I really highly, highly recommend this show. Um, whether you're in your, you know, forties, forties, twenties, or even like whether you're fifteen, I think the daughter character in this show you can relate a lot to her. If yeah. you're under twenty, um, that's another great thing about this show. The description, like how they depict this character. Right. She's like a model student, but you know there's something else and the pressure she's getting and the reality she has to deal with and you know she's a lot more mature more than this uh, necessarily what she needs to be right because of you know her situation yeah yeah. but so yeah i really recommend this show for to a lot of people in different age groups but it's not on netflix it's not on vicky it's not on hulu wow (laughs) So you have to Google, I haven't done my best yet, Korean drama, and go through some dark web, maybe. <laughs> but I know, a, I know a couple legit website that's safe. So okay. if you email me, I'll send you the link. Good. And it will be the 30th episode present yeah. to you, our listeners. And maybe I'll send you, you my script. 
today's recording script. You get the link. But yeah, just if you can't find it, seriously, just email me at watchthatwatchtea at gmail.com and I'll send you the link. Well, it's so nice of you to share a, a drama that means so much to you and that you like and you relate to, you know, giving something personal to kind of get people interested in it. So obviously if it's not on any of those platforms, I guess it didn't do as well <laughs> as a lot of the other ones. So, Right. And I, I think it's not necessarily because whether it did well, like whatever that well means, um, this one doesn't have any young actors from idol groups. Right, um, right. It doesn't have any of like a current hot pop Korean star, anyone like that. Huh. And, you know, I, I'm sure that adds a lot to yeah. the factor of whether these streaming services want to acquire the show right. or not. So the formula that they use to figure these things out. Yeah. Yeah. But still it doesn't mean it's a bad show. So I can see the relationship between office space. Mm-hmm. How is it similar to Legally Blonde? It's somebody has no clue about this job and just oh, breaking into it. Like, okay. you know what? I'm going to do it. So her not being a real lawyer. And right? she somehow made into Harvard. Right. <laughs> Same thing. This guy had no idea. He doesn't even know a drawing pad. Like, there's a Wacom tablet. Like, right. he has no idea. Like, what? I need what? And he never drew before or anything like that? He's the only thing he says is like you know what I I actually did pretty well with my when art classes and uh-huh, okay. but then like everything else was he got D and art was C. <laughs> That's his reasoning oh, and man. it's horrible at drawing, so he just starts drawing, and um, he somehow gets recognition, right. although he didn't technically win the contest. There right. was one editor who liked his stuff, so. You know, he goes in and out of this agency and, you know, he's trying to make actual debut. It's just not happening. Yeah, that's good. That's a good storyline. I think, uh, you know. It's almost like a false hope, you know. Like, it's better if nothing's happening at all. Right. But, like, he wanted to do this. Right. And he tried for a couple of months and he he made it. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I want to call somebody recognize mine. So you're just so close, but it's just not happening anymore. It's such a great metaphor for anyone who tries to pursue (laughs) the artistic endeavors. I I know that's whether it's acting or music or whatever. So this is the opening of the show. It shows like like a montage of a boy growing up to be a man. Really it's him and I didn't think much about this, but after watching the whole 12 episodes, I went back to the first episode, and now this has, like, whole new meaning to me. So I wrote it down, and I changed, I translated it into English, and I hope this makes sense. So I think this really sums up the whole show. So it says, While growing from child to adult, most of our dreams fail. The grand dream of a kindergartner wanting to become a Transformer robot becomes more realistic and grounded. As a boy dreaming of becoming a photographer is added to the universe, the period of creation and extension of dreams is getting shorter and shorter. There are times when dreams that seemed invincible come to hit the wall. We call it adolescence. Then we go through youth, which ends in another failed dream despite our confidence that This time, it could develop into a career, not just a dream. 
And the mirage of this thing called dream turns into a new name, making a living. And we grow up to be a nothing but mediocre adults who now dream of having five more minutes of sleep in the morning. <laughs> and then the montage goes to like him like turning off an alarm and then his daughter comes into the room and is like, Dad, you're going to be late. Nice. Yeah. So this montage shows like various versions of him since he was like in like kindergarten and then growing up like middle uh, elementary school kid and mm-hmm. then like teenage kid and in the college and like in the middle like he's just writing up resume and trying to get a job somewhere you know and and at some point of this show you see these younger versions of him again yeah, right and i like that little it's almost like a um what do you call what's the term um magical realism so you can enter my uh, voice in now as answering your question from the very beginning. So you asked the question, I'll say, is magical realism. Wow. I would never edit that way. <laughs> but yeah, in a way, it makes me feel like there's a little bit of magical realism element in this show. Because yeah. throughout the show, there are times that he's really questioning what he's doing. Right. And you see these younger versions of his, himself, like, popping in and out. Wow. And like, you know, what are you doing? You know, and then there's like teenage version of him playing guitar or something right. and he's like well you know you you know you failed me right so what what are you doing now like are you trying to be me again right you know? um and there's like a time that you see like four or five versions of him all together it's almost like a meeting right and <laughs> he's like asking himself he's like at night he's sitting in the park or something and he's like i don't know if i really should pursue this webtoon dream right and every single version of him says, like, yeah, that's a stupid idea. Like, what are you doing? Like, you got a daughter, you got a dad, and right. you just quit your job that you worked for, like, 10 years. You're right. stupid, and just go back and apologize to your boss. But there's one self um, that raised hand, like, I agree, you should do this. And that's the youngest version of him in, like, a, in the car- kindergarten. Right. And, like, this little kid is like, yeah, of course, why not? Try for Webtoon, you know? And that's he's great. like. One person says, yes, I'm going to go for it. So what do you think about that? I mean, I think... What does that mean to you? The kid probably said yes, because when we were a kid, that young, five years old, yeah, why not? Do everything you want, you know? Yeah. They, artists talk about this a lot, uh, the concept of uh, trying to be more childlike in your work. Oh. So going back to your your most childlike self... Right. I think Picasso was one who talked about that a lot. If you think about the path of an artist, they start out like as a child just doing it instinctually, right? They're creating and it's it's giving them something. Right? They're creating something and it's it's giving them something back and they continue to do it and they keep they keep doing it because they like it. They like that feeling. And then at some point someone comes along and says, Wow, you're really good at that. You should do this. Uh And then suddenly, oh, I'm good at this. So now when I'm doing this, I'm not just doing this to do it. I'm doing this because I'm good at this. Uh, and then so as they continue to grow, they study and they see other artists and they learn other paths and they learn, oh, I know how to paint like this now. I know how to paint like that. I know how to do this. I can sculpt, whatever. And at the end of all of that, you know, you go to college or something and you're like, what should I do now? I can paint like all these people and I understand art, but... Or get a job. <laughs> but I don't know... <laughs> I don't know how to create anything new. Yeah. So 
that's where Picasso was. He's like, okay, I've done all these things, but really, I just want to get back to what it was like as a child, you know. And it's not just in the art world. We talk about that, like, in humans, you know. Right. How can I get to that childlike state? So that's a great example of that. Just mm. him saying, of course, his youngest childlike self would be, yes, you should do this. Yeah. Because that's where he's trying to get his mental capacity to to be able to justify um, saying, I can do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think you so much gets lost in what you try to do as an artist. Right. Because you have so many filters. Society, other people, money, job, all that stuff, right? Responsibility, anxiety. If you can let all that go and just purely create, then that's the most like that's the best thing that you create. Mm. Is if you can let go of all that and know that you're not creating for any false reason. So I think him trying to figure out what to do with this webtoon is him trying to say, okay, me and my small self and my youngest self, can I create? And this is the only person <laughs> in my world that's going <laughs> to allow me to do this, you know? Right. But yeah, that's that's tough. That's the, the lot of an artist. So he doesn't have any money. He broke. He got no job. Did he get any money from being honorably mentioned? I mean, it was just such a little money. It was like $1,000 or something. But then was it like, oh, let me give you like an outlet to create and I'll look at your stuff and publish it if it's any good? Is that kind of what happened? Yeah. So technically you win the contest, not the one that he like right. got. But technically you win the contest. You become the artist that belong to this media company. Oh, okay. So, so then you're a member like, of the company and so, so you're a working yeah, man at that point. Sort of like you're making your debut anyway. Right. But for him, like, okay, you are sort of halfway in, but you still have to create some really nice stuff for us to... Actually, know. like, invest in you. Yeah, it actually start to publishing weekly or... That's know, interesting, too, because if he would have won, he probably wouldn't have been able to do what was required of him. Maybe, Because yeah. he's not he's not good enough yet you know, to actually <laughs> oh, create yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. Yeah. And like, oh, this is a job again. Right. Right? And now it takes all the joy out of it. But right. because it's like, oh, we, you didn't win. You just, you have something here. You need to work on it. You yeah. Know? It's like just enough if you accept that. Right. That'll push you in that direction. Yeah. But not enough to say, okay, this is a way for me to like actually sustain my life right. or whatever. Yeah. That's really interesting. So why did he, you know, he could have done anything after quitting his job as a medical supplies. Why was it Webtoons? Did he have some past with that or? Yeah. So what happened was he quit the job. So he sit around and one day he, he's always, you know, sitting like walking around. He's like a tracksuit. And so one day he goes <laughs> to park and he, he used to sit at like a, uh, his apartment complex playground mm -hmm. and all the neighbors started talking. Um, like why is he sitting around he's just right. so like shouldn't he be at work yeah shouldn't he be at work and look at what he's wearing and so he's like okay I'm just gonna go out and like sit <laughs> at a different park so he goes to a different park right and he sees this man about the same age and this man is also in like worn out shirts and tracksuit and right. pair of flip flops and so he says hi like I know how you feel <laughs> hanging in there you know he literally says like hanging in there you know right so and He's going back home. He doesn't have any money. So, And at this point, he didn't have a bicycle either. So he's right. like walking everywhere. 
So he's walking back home, and in the parking lot, he sees a really nice red Porsche. Ooh. And he's like, wow, look at that car, you know? <laughs> and like second later, he sees that bum guy going, in the, red going in the red Porsche. I knew it. Too good to be true. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. So he's like, what? What? You know? So he, as he starts the car, he follows the guy. And he's like, hey, you know? And then the scene changes to him and in Chinese friend at a bar. Uh, and he's like, so I followed him and turned out he's a really famous webtoon artist. <laughs> That's funny. That's like the YouTube generation. Oh, he's a YouTuber. No wonder he can afford a Porsche. That's hilarious. So he's like, and you know, I thought about it, and that's how I can express myself. All this <laughs> stuff, like I have so much material, I just didn't know how to right. like put it out there, you know. Wow. And then he was like, you know, you know, because they were like childhood friends. Uh-huh. So like, you know, I was good at drawing, right? And the, <laughs> I gotta see. And the friend was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's like, yes, I'm gonna be webtoon artist. He's like, oh, so you can make money? He's like, no, I can express myself. <laughs> That's how I become Good. myself, you that's know? That's great. So that's really what motivated him to become a webtoon artist. I mean, I think there's some truth in it. Like, yeah. he saw this guy in, about his age driving out in a nice Porsche, but also, like, he's, like, he has an artist in him. Right. So he's like, you know, I'm going to be a webtoon artist. That's great. Uh, you know what? Actually, the, the guy who acted as, a, like, the another webtoon artist... He's actually really famous webtoon artist. Oh, he is? Yeah, he was just doing like cameo. It's <laughs> like a cameo of himself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's but, really I mean, smart. it makes perfect sense because if you're like a webtoon person, like, yeah, you don't need a suit. Like, you're just sitting at home, no. like, whatever, like, you know. Exactly. T-shirts and stuff, flip-flop. And you're just taking a break at a park outside and getting into your car and going back to your studio, you know? That's like saying somebody has a face for radio. What? If you have a face for radio, it means you have a good voice. Oh. No one's ever going to see you. Right, right. So it doesn't matter what you look like. Exactly. So yeah, that's how he becomes what That's his job. Yep. Well, I'm curious to see how that ends. It sounds like it's more about the journey, but I also want him to be successful. So I know at least a year goes by because you told me about the date. I think in the show, the total time span is like two and a half years okay from the moment that he quits his job and is that enough time to become a successful webtoon artist i don't know well let me tell you though um he's very very positive guy like almost too positive (laughs) like especially for his age right he's the kind of guy i'm i'm like always like glasses is that even a glass Maybe that's not a glass. Maybe that glass is not even good enough to hold half full of water. That's right. me. This guy's like, oh, it's. I think the glass is half full, but I think I can fill another half. <laughs> it almost like it's actually all full, like hundred percent full. Right. What are you talking about? It's half full? No, I think it's almost full. Like <laughs> he's the kind of guy like that. So, you know, having a son like that is frustrating. Having a dad like that mm. as a senior girl in high school. Right. Yeah. That's tough. So this show is also about family. Right. Not like what it means to be a family, but like talking about finding what you love and your responsibility as a dad or maybe son. Right. And also what it means to 
making a living right versus doing what you like to do right the difference all those things there's a line that you know the old dad is like don't you feel guilty that this old man still has to feed you still has to buy food (laughs) for you and (laughs) the um he's sitting around he's eating ramen watching tv and it's like i'm just doing this to get motivation you know and (laughs) it's like by the way that's your duty as a father you're supposed to take care of your kid right you know and the old man is like, is that what you're doing to your daughter, Tanga? Are you taking care of her? You know, when was the last time you gave her allowance? You know, and it's like, well, you're just mean, you know. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. You When you make decisions like that, you know, you have to accept responsibility, right? But that it's good that it's kind of asking all those questions, right? Yeah, and, you know, this guy is like, He's sort of like, in his mind, he's like a big picture guy. So he says all these things, like all the right things, but like maybe now is not the time to do those things, like not the time to pursue your dream. Maybe now is not the time to, you know, try one more time and, you know, all those things. And I think talking about earlier, like the childlike state. So when you're thinking about, what's the purest form of expression and you know whatever pursuing your dream and creating something that is for you and that makes you happy and fulfills you and it's really hard to follow that path and not you know be completely selfish and try to have some sort of balance where if you you know like most people in the world you have other responsibilities you know you've made choices in your life that give you responsibility and yeah it can be perceived as shunning your responsibility yeah you think about all like a lot of the great artists you hear about their stories you know like and they all had such really just really messed up lives you know mm-hmm. like relationships were not good um they were usually broke um most artists and you know didn't get popular or like have money and right, yeah. tell after they were dead or too late or they just worked their ass off, you know, yeah. all this time. And it's not a, it's not an easy path, but I think what's interesting about what you're saying about the show is it's exploring that idea. You know, it's saying, right. it's saying, okay, here's someone who's trying to do it, but he's also battling with all these questions that come about when you take on this endeavor. Right. You know? Right. So what is the right path? What is what we're supposed to do? Well, I think that's why this the dad character, Kumpil's dad, the old man, yeah. his character is important because he's been a barber. Right. And he's had the same job for 40 years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he sort of had to do that because his wife, Kumpil's mom, died yeah. of uh, yeah. like disease, mm-hmm. illness at a young age, like when Kumpil was only like still in like elementary school. Right. So he sort of became the single dad in his early age, and he had to support the family, this little son. Right. So, you know, he might have been a good barber. He might have really enjoyed the work, but he didn't even think about what he liked to do, even as a hobby. Right. He didn't have luxury of pursuing his passion. So he did that for 40 years or, you know, 30, 40 years in the same spot, same old spot. And in the middle of the show, that spot gets kind of redeveloped. 
So the owner of the building asked him to move out because they're going to demolish the building and build something new. So, you know, here he is. His son is jobless, trying to become a webtoon <laughs> artist. And he has a granddaughter who's right. in senior, needs a lot of money. And he's losing his... He's losing his business. Yeah. And he thought about opening up his own shop, but everywhere else is too, you know, expensive. Right. and. He's an old man, so he's like, you know, who's going to come to me, you know? Right. So he gets a job. At the end, like, he gets a job, like, not at the end of the show, but um, after his search, he gets a job at some, like, boutique men's barber shop. Nice. And you have to wear, like, suit, and you have to look nice, <laughs> and it's, like, it kind of place that men, like, you know, CEOs come for their special service, right. and, you know, they have membership and stuff cool. like that. And But he gets a job there, and he also works with some, like, 30, 40 and like young barbers hmm. but then the owner appreciate his age and appreciate his years of experience right it's like you're the kind of person that we need and our customers will appreciate right so he gets a job and he's you know he's happy it's like you know i'm glad that people appreciate my work and they recognize my experience instead of looking down as some old man the age thing yeah, yeah. and i think that's a really good thing i think they also kind of wanted to you know kind of reflect what's going on in the society in korea because people of old age they retire so early they can't get a job right so i think you know it's a mix of it both of those you know you know the meaning of supporting the family versus passion but also they wanted to reflect what's going on in korea right now right but that's the character that's opposite of kumpe yeah you know here's a you know the the previous generation you just work your job support family that's what you do as a man and here's a new generation who's like well you know what i hate this medical supply job it's not me i want to be a photographer (laughs) and at some point i wanted to be a guitarist in a band and it didn't happen but this is not me either right so and there's also part that you know i mentioned in the at the end of my summary, his wife, so Sangha, his daughter's mom, ran away. Right. When she was, you know, a really year, year or two years old. So there's that part. That's a common plot point in Korean dramas, I've noticed. Really? Mom? Mine? <laughs> yeah. One, uh, one of my, one spring night or that one show i've seen like three four times it's also he's like a single dad the mom ran off oh yeah now they say say like that yeah i guess it's interesting i think it's usually the opposite though (laughs) i would think so too yeah like yeah american culture would be that way more i mean i don't know yeah but yeah it's funny so there's that part but like when you're watching it like I'm sure he is the same man as he was in twenties. Which one, the dad or Kumpi, uh... the, the main yeah. character? So, this mom, as you watch, you kind of empathize with this mom ran away, even though you don't know why she ran away. Right, like, <laughs> you can see you his saw, character. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't stand a day with this man, you know. Yeah. Huh. Well, but something in her choice too. She could have been like his father and she could have said oh his character means i need to stick around and take care of this daughter i need to sacrifice myself but she didn't she chose not to do that right 
Right. I think about, uh, I remember hearing an interview with the guy who started an office, not office space, but the show, The Office. The Office, yeah. The guy who played Jim. Steve Carell? Uh, no, he was the boss. But oh, Jim was, yeah. Yeah, he's like the lead, uh, like, office worker who yeah. you kind of relate to, and he looks at the camera or whatever. And <laughs> But uh, John Krasinski, that's his name. Oh, that's right. But he was talking about when he became an actor, he had uh, he had been out in L.A. for a while and nothing was happening. Mm. And he was like kind of, he called his parents and he was like, yeah, you know, I don't think this is working out. I'm, I'm probably going to come home. And his parents, his mom was like, well... You're already there. You should like stick around for just wait. Just go till the end of the year, and it was like I don't know, October or something like that. It's like just go for a few more months and just see how it is, and you know. But the way they talked, he talked about it was like, how. When do you tell someone to give up on their dream? Mm-hmm. That's really right. that's really the question. Like, in our lives as human beings, when is like okay, it's enough, I need to give up on this dream. Like, when does that moment happen? Should it happen? I think it happens at a moment and you don't even have $30 on you. That's 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 funny, <laughs> yeah. But the story with him was, he stuck around for a few more months and then he went on an audition and he got the office. Wow. And that's what happened. And he became a movie star and he's rich and fine and doing what he wants. Whatever, you, you get what I'm saying though. And it seems like a lot of actors go through this process that we're talking about where yeah. they're just like struggling for years or who knows how long and they're like every I last dollar. I mean, that's dollar. what you call luck. Like John Krasinski. Right. Like, well, yeah. Less than a but year? A very, that's super lucky. Well, no, I mean, he'd already been doing it for years. Okay. But yeah. like... The, At the he, point that he, he called was him, saying, yeah. yeah, he was saying, and his mom was like, you just hang out there for a little bit longer. Yeah. Like that little bit of support saying, it's okay, you can always come back home. You know. Oh, that's funny because that's what happens in this show. Um, so that's interesting to me. Yeah, it, that happens in this one too because he's there's a point that he's you know okay this is it I'm done yeah and he's wrapping up he goes to his boss at a burger joint because <laughs> <laughs> that's all he can afford. <laughs> no, the manager this this um is a like a burger franchise so the manager at the place he like he's still young too. That's when he gets the job as, at the burger joint. No, no, it's before, but then he goes to the boss and like, you know, I know you wanted to make me a, you know, full-time employee before you offered me and that I said no because I'm going to be an artist. That's what he says. Like, <laughs> you know what? I appreciate the offer, but I need my time to be creative and right. this is really my temporary job. I don't need to be a full-time employee. Oh, That's really what he says, but he goes back to his boss at some point, like after a year or so, and he's like, I, I wonder, you know, if the offer still stands. You know, I'm I'm gonna do this. I I'm at a point that I need to be realistic. I need to support my dad. My mm. daughter's gonna be in college. He wants to do that, but at the same time, daughter go through some phase, and she realized her dad is actually very nice, oh. caring dad. Right. So there's some like a He's story not a bad happens. Person or whatever. So she tells him that like that was almost the first time she tells him straight like without you know, kind of just not saying anything, mm. not no yes, no, she was, she was kind of always vague about right. her answer. But first time... She, she didn't support it or not support it. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't show, show like, like her either answer. one direction. Yeah. yeah. But she tells him, I like that you're doing, pursuing Webton 
unlike your drawing, I think you can make it happen. Nice. And that's when he says, yeah. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he goes back to the manager like, you know what? I'm sorry. Scratch that. <laughs> oh, he does? Okay. I don't want to be a full-time employee. I got the okay. I can do this. Just put me back on part-time schedule again. <laughs> so yeah, that, that you're right. It's a little bit of support, a little bit of push. But there is a point in the show too. Like he literally doesn't even have $30. Yeah. So he goes to his manager, burger joint manager. He's like, can you, can I get some advance pay? And he's like, how much? He's like, um, $30. <laughs> and the manager literally looks at him and is like, you don't even have $30 on you? Wow. And you're 44 years old? Wow. And he's like, yeah, I had some unexpected... Expenses. Um, and the manager kind of feels bad. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did something happen at your home? And he's like, um, no, I went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Oh, that's cute. So that's him. He just does that. And the reason he went shopping is because he started... He has a crush on this girl at a mm. media company. And she's just really nice. She's trying to be supportive of right. the struggling artist. So she's nice to him, but he mistook the idea. Mm, now she he's mi- going to impress her. Yeah, her. so he thought, okay, maybe she has feelings for him. And, mm. you know, she's like 20-something. She's really young. She's cute and pretty. And he's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's that's him. Like, how do you even dream of dating this young, pretty girl right. fresh out of college? And just even, like, thinking about that possibility, like, tells a lot about that character. He's like, oh, why not? It can happen. You know, I think she likes me, too, you know? (laughs) So he goes on the shopping, and he's, you know, trying to look a certain way, and he's broke, so he he needs $30. (laughs) But that's how you know you need to stop pursuing your dream, in my opinion. That's the question, folks. When is too long? When is long enough? When do you stop? And I think this one character is also interesting. Mm. So he's the guy works at a this like inquiry office. There's no direct translation of that kind of place inquiry in English. Inquiry office. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like a bounty hunters, but recruiter. It's it's a little shady usually, and it's usually run by like thugs or okay. Some, you know, shady people, little like, What you do know. you do? You can ask all kinds. Usually they do like, a, they track down people. And so, yeah, they're bounty hunters. But they don't necessarily kill. And sometimes they just do the background check on some people. Like, I hear a lot of increased well, bounty, bounty hunters don't, like, modern day bounty hunters don't kill. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just find people. Yeah, but also like sometimes you ask them to track down some, you know, um... A pet, lost pet. <laughs> Actually, I think that can happen. But I, I heard the most popular one is like, yeah, uh, just Address. follow my husband, follow my wife, right. look gotcha. suspicious or something. So they only like track down, like throughout the day, take pictures or something like that. Or sometimes, if somebody doesn't pay you back, that sounds like your dream do. job. I know it is my dream job. Hey, if you're a your private dream. detective. <laughs> I thought about that when I was watching this, but anyway, so <laughs> that's sort of inquiry office, and you know. Because of the nature of in the job, office. That's good. usually it's uh, in a little shady area of right. the town and run by little shady people. It's not the most proud job. So anybody who works there, it's not something that you tell people, I work at an right. agency. 
but here's a young guy. He like bleached his hair. He's like a platinum yellow. Nice. And just having the hair tells you he doesn't have a real, a real job. job. Yeah. Not inconspicuous at all. But then he's actually a really good guy. He's right. just very, you know, he doesn't speak a lot. Hmm. And he doesn't really smile. He's just, but everything he does is he cares. And he's very observant. And Gumpi realizes he's actually a good guy, a good kid. So he kind of becomes friends. And mm. so he joins for a night drink sometimes. And they become friends. And the daughter gets to see him too because they're in the same neighborhood. Oh. And this guy stands out because of his hair. Right. And they start kind of getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And, but then they're just whatever, you know. Until she gets the idea. Oh, he works at an anchor agency. Mm-hmm. And she's tired of her dad. Hmm. She's like, I really, you know, don't like my dad. And I'm even more pissed off at my mom, who I don't even remember. But I want to know why she left and what what she's like now. Gotcha. Or like, you know, so she asked him to track down her mom. Okay. And she does meet her mom. Oh, that's good. No more. Spoiler. But yeah, I think his character is interesting because he himself comes from a, an unfortunate background. Right. And that's a good connection between the three, Kumpir and his daughter and this kid, Doan, because their connection is Kumpir, the main character. Mm-hmm. But also, Doan kids notice that the daughter doesn't like his dad, although she doesn't tell him that. But he keeps trying to hint her that he's not a bad dad. Right. He's like, seen some things, obviously, in his line of work. Yeah. So he knows that this and is not a bad dude. And his own dad was alcoholic, abusive. Right. His own mom ran away because of that. And he grew up bitten by his dad. And he keeps going in and out of jail. And he's saying, like, your dad might be a little, you know, unusual type. Right. He's not a typical Korean man having nine to six job and doing things average man does, but he's not a bad dad. He loves you. He cares about you. Right. It's just that the daughter doesn't understand that. And there's a scene that Kumpi forgets about a parent-teacher conference for his daughter in the senior year in high school. He nice. like completely forgets it. <laughs> so like, how do you not like? How do you not like your dad? How do you not? What? <laughs> I don't know. How do you, How do you like your dad? Why would that, you like your dad? Yeah, in that, in, that yeah. in that case. Yeah. Like, he's that kind of guy. So the daughter is just like, you know. But that's the kind of like, you know, the relationship be- between the three. And you get to see like, yeah, things could be worse. It's sort of like a metaphor. Yeah. Like, it could be worse. You know, same thing with like this guy, like doing webtoon. Right. Like. Yeah, nothing's really happening for him, but it could be worse, you know? It's true. It sounds like there's a lot of balance to the story. Yes. Where you have a lot of characters that are kind of, you know, giving you all the sides about to think about it. So in the beginning, I mentioned an American show when you said uh, you started watching an American show. Yes. I totally came across, just randomly came across this American show. And I don't know why I got into it. Yeah. And like, seriously, I think it's the universe telling me something. Because 
even before watching this show, uh, I think it was last week. So I was driving, and this song came on radio, like actual radio. I listen to radio, radio. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike a lot of people listening to Spotify nowadays, I actually tune into radio. But this song came on radio, and I, I remember that song from my like you know kid days, and it's Offspring's "The Kids Aren't Alright." Hmm. It's in the album Americana. So the Offspring song came on, and that gave you an idea. No, and I was just I was just thinking like, oh wait, yeah, I, I remember this song right. from my you know when I was in high school. That gives you how old I am. But I was like, yeah, I remember this song, and. I really didn't think much about the song back in the day. It was <laughs> whatever. Like I, I wasn't like huge Offspring person. Right. But now that I listen to the song again, it it just made me so sad. Wow. Because of the lyrics. Mm. You know, the lyrics is like pretty much like you know when we we're young, we everything was great and everybody was gonna be somebody. But right. now somebody's dead. Some people were like whatever happened. Right. And, you know, nobody's living the life they want. And, you know, that's why the title is the kids aren't all right. You right. know. And I was like driving, and like, wow, wow, this song is actually a really sad song, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And then that was shortly after I watched the show, right? And I was like, wow, this universe is telling me something. And um, just like yes, today and yesterday, I was just um, I was just watching TV again, just regular TV, not Netflix or anything. Um, and this actress came on a uh, sort of like entertainment show and she was talking about her like experience as an artist and mm. stuff like that and I don't know why but I was like you know maybe I'll try that show so I watched it and it was ex- almost like the American version of this Korean show wow the difference was that this American show is almost like a it had very serious tone mm. uh, so it's called Somebody Somewhere mm. and it's on HBO Somebody somewhere. Who's that? Who's in it? Uh, not anybody really you would recognize. Mm. But it's basically this woman in 40s mm. go back to her hometown. Um, kind of, you know, trying to find something that she can do. Right. She doesn't really know what she's going to do. She, I guess she was a great singer one time. But mm. there's a, literally a line that she's talking to herself, uh, to her friend. Mm. from like high school and they're looking at like this like a dream board whatever mm. it's called it's v- like a vision board no it's like a literally a, a scrap board kind of thing and then you put all the pictures and stuff that oh, okay. like you want to have or you want right. to like your dreams so he calls it like dream board hey that's my dream board gotcha and she's looking at it like oh so you want to have this and you want to do this and you want oh it looks great and she gets really upset for some reason because i think it triggers something ah. so she's like you know what we are in 40s. If this didn't happen, it's never going to happen. <laughs> There's a reason it didn't happen because it's right. never going to happen. Right. I think that's the exact line that she said. Right. You know, and it's just like really made me sad at that point. <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, it's like a very realistic kind of hard version of this Korean show. But yeah, I was really surprised. Like of all things I could pick to watch yeah yeah you watched that yeah that's really interesting but i think i like this korean show because um it was sort of positive but not like 
sugar-coated positive. Right. It's still very realistic. Like, I mean, he's just really trying hard. And at some point, he leaves home <laughs> because he gets into a fight with his dad. Mm. I mean, you're frust- it's frustrating to watch 40-something-year-old son just, you know, yeah, sitting around. And, I mean, to him, it looks like he's doing nothing. Right. He's doing nothing, basically. You know, he's just working right. part-time at a burger joint. And he leaves home. He goes to Doan, the 20-something-year-old kid, to live with him for, you know, a little bit mm. until they meet up again, like the, the family get together again. But, yeah, it's pretty realistic with hint of, you know, positivity. But I like the ending even more than the story itself. Huh. I'm not going to... No spoiler, spoil, but it's it's not a sad ending. <laughs> it's happy enough, okay, to be realistic. Gotcha. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's not a happy ending, but it's not a sad ending. It's, okay, it's good enough, and it's somewhat realistic. Yeah, that's good. That's probably how you would want that to end. Uh, if it ends too positive, you might not believe it. You know? Yeah, yeah. If it ends too negative, it's just like, oh, well, what was the point of watching this? So you have to find the balance, right? I mean, I think if it's, it's a bad ending, like if he's, like, you know, giving up and nothing's ever happening and... He just goes back to the medical supply and he's <laughs> just doing that. No, I think it kind of goes against the whole vibe of the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he, he's a really kind of funny character. He keeps trying, you know, right. for like two and a half, three years and... That's what you got to do as a human. You got to keep going. No matter what. You never know what's going to happen. The reason I know about the show, although it didn't do very well, and you can't really find on any of the popular streaming websites, yeah. the reason I know the show is because my mom watched it. Like, my mom loved it. Oh, okay. So you heard about it from her. When I was in Korea, um, when I was visiting her, this was on TV. Okay. And she would, like, watch it. Hmm. And she was really into it. And, like, I remember, like, walking past her, like, you know, in the living room. And I would, like, hear some lines. And so I knew, like, vaguely what this is about. But then I had no idea what really this was about. And I just knew, like, okay, my mom likes it. I guess it's some comedy show. That's all I knew. But knowing that this one, like, none of the, like, housewives are, like, a female viewers like this show and my mom like loving it like so much right. I'm like wow my mom is really she's something yeah <laughs> well that made you realize that it would probably be good no i just if she liked it no initially i just i was curious like because my mom doesn't really watch tv right so if there was a show that really that she liked yeah she got into it like i wonder good. what it was that's or, why yeah. i really started it and it, so you didn't have a negative or a positive. No, oh, yeah, I just wanted to watch something that my mom really liked. That's cool. But yeah, knowing that like female viewers didn't like it, I'm like, hmm, okay, interesting. That's really what it said, basically, when you looked at critics, female viewers. Yeah, and like when were, I looked at like uh, online communities and stuff, right? Like, what you're talking about people earlier. People just hated it. Like yeah. I couldn't get into it. Like what an all what realistic... man would do this to his family? Yeah. That's definitely a cultural difference, too, you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, there's even a line in the show that the neighbor... This isn't America. The community, 
like women like moms yeah they're always always like a flock together and just hang around you know and then they see Gumpi sitting around in the playground and then after his dad's closing up his barber shop the dad does the same thing he like sits on the playground and just is on doubt so mom's like now after the son that he's doing the same thing something must be running in the family you know <laughs> and then there's a literally a line one woman said um a man's virtue is they leave home when sun comes up and they come home after sun goes down mm. meaning like they gotta go to work mm-hmm. work all day and come home like yeah that's man's virtue like that line it made me like laugh but also i think that's definitely korean kind of thing yeah I don't think you'll ever hear that line in an American show. Not in 21st century. No, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's more shows about people should follow their dreams and quit that job and follow your dream. Like, that's more of the American type. But see, that, that's why I would never extreme, watch those. It's that, like, extreme positivity. I know. I can't ever get into that. Yeah, that, that people have been talking about and trying to understand lately. You, you see little blurbs about like, hey, you know, all this talk about positivity is not necessarily the best thing for us. I, Whereas you know, for so long and yeah. so many years, that's all everyone would talk about. Oh, you got to remain positive. And all the books were like, how to stay positive, you know. And uh, it's just, it's a little more complicated than that, right? What's her name? Um, Barbara. Ehrenreich? Er- yeah, Ehrenreich. There was a book that she wrote about positivity. Yeah. And... I actually read like first good like half of the book like in one sitting pretty much. Yeah. Because I is totally so related to it. Like yeah. I'm very, you know, not positive person. Right. And I always like had issue with people being like, You're gonna be okay. Like, no, that doesn't make me feel <laughs> any better, you right. know? Right. Well like subconsciously or subliminally it's like you're you're pushing away the problem. You're not yeah. de- you're not dealing with it. Yeah. You're just you're just saying okay we're we're every everybody's good, and now you know with this generation talking more and more about mental health like that's a big part of it, you know the stories and things that we talk about are we're so geared towards you just being positive and pushing through and you know just keep working hard you everything will be okay it's like it's not that simple you know it's definitely not and I don't think it's doing any good to you I don't know that's me pessimist. Yeah, talking, but, but it's it's definitely an interesting thing to talk about, and that that's you know talking about the cultures uh, between like the Korean culture, which to me, when you're talking about this show, why it wouldn't do well versus a show like that in America. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny. Well, I'm gonna go take care of Carmen now because I'm a responsible mom. That's right, responsible dog mom. You made the choice. Good. I well, bought thanks. her chicken today. I'm going to make her meal. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's nice to be back. Yeah. And I'll see you in two weeks. All right. I'll be here. Maybe next week. I'll let you know how it goes with the show. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.